Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving, goal-oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 114, Your Unconscious Bias. Well, hello, everybody. How are y'all? Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) Y'all love it when I say that, so I don't want to disappoint you. (laughs) Welcome to Women's History Month. It's March, and, you know, I'm all about celebrating the ladies. And um, I'm thinking about and listening and reading to all sorts of things about women's history. And I wanted to talk to y'all about unconscious bias. And I just kind of want to define that in a way that makes sense for me and for you. When I think of unconscious bias, and I first will say, I didn't really even know what this meant until probably two or three weeks ago. (laughs) I kept hearing this term a lot. Um, Definitely not something that I use in my everyday language, but the more I've learned about it, researched it, read about it, seen it in my own life, I feel pretty comfortable talking about it because it makes sense to me. But basically, unconscious bias covers a lot of different things. So it's like these unconscious thoughts that you have in your head about things, right? So when we talk about unconscious bias, we think about race, racism. We talk about um, the patriarchy. We talk about um, women or um, marginalized groups of people and our biases towards them, okay? So when you think about, you know, people in the workplace, in the workplace and you know there's different groups of people we've got women men trans um non-binary you know a whole rainbow of different types of people and then in general what the norm the norm people the white (laughs) american type person um who falls into like the white woman or the white male category what is normal for them and when they interact with other people or see other people they have these unconscious thoughts about how those groups of people fit in okay there's unconscious bias in the body size skin color um, where you are from right your nationality where you know if you're American South American Asian Latina like all of that stuff right so we as like and we have unconscious bias towards other people. We all have it. So like, don't try to tell me that you don't have it because you do. (laughs) We all have it. It's part of being a human. It's part of our society. Um, We're taught to believe things about other people when we are younger. And then we adopt these beliefs as we go through our lives. And we're taught this by our parents or, you know, where we go to school, our job, our employers. We see it in movies. We read it in books. It's on the media. It's in social media. Okay. It's everywhere. So like another term a lot of people say or or relate to unconscious bias is like it's in the water. Right. It's like you drink it, you swim in it. It's all around you all the time. We just aren't aware of it because it's unconscious. Right. We're not aware of all of the thoughts that we have in our head all the time. We have 60,000 thoughts going on in our brain in our waking hours. Okay, so it's literally impossible to capture some of this stuff. We're not conscious of the thoughts that we have 
most of the time unless you're doing the work that I talk about, journaling, using the thought model to solve your problems, asking your brain good questions to uncover some of this stuff. So unconscious bias and when it comes to your body, that's what I want to talk about today. So a lot of my clients want to stop over drinking and some of them want to lose weight too. And a lot of the times we overdrink and then we snack and we just find ourselves decades later, you know, 30, 40, 50 pounds heavier than we really want to be. And so we unravel all of that stuff. And I teach you that your thoughts create your results, right? So the, the sentences in your brain literally create a result in your life, like being an overdrinker, being overweight, the money in your bank account, the job that you have, the car that you drive, the home that you live in. Your thoughts create those results. So I think, personally, it's pretty important to be aware of what those thoughts are. (laughs) And that's what I teach my clients how to do. I teach you all how to self-coach, how to identify thoughts that don't help you get the results that you want and how you can change them. And on this topic, with especially with women, and unconscious bias about our bodies and other people's bodies is super important to understand, okay? So the way that you can recognize this happening is when you think about unconscious bias, when you think about like, say you're at the beach, okay? And you're laying there with your book and you got your umbrella and you're all packed up for the day and you see a bunch of people walk by. Big people, small people, in between, different colors, sizes, shapes, the whole gamut, right? Like it's perfect people watching. And you notice in your brain, oh, they shouldn't be wearing that bathing suit. They're too big for that. Oh my gosh, they should not be doing that. Can you believe it? Like these are thoughts that you have in your head. And when I was a kid, these thoughts were shared with me by my mom and whoever else was around, any other adult, right? Like they just, (laughs) they wouldn't now broadcast it for the person walking by to hear, but it would just be like this, oh, I could cover up. Oh, why are they wearing that? They're too big for that, right? That's inappropriate. So that is where unconscious bias starts. It's usually in your childhood. You are told something or you hear something that is shared about somebody else's body. And I'm talking specifically about bodies right now. And then you sort of adapt those beliefs as you go along. And I did too. So I, I grew up that way. It was immersed in me. My, both of my grandmothers talked about body size all the time. It was like the first thing that, I love my grandmothers. You all know that if you've been listening so, so much. I'm not judging them at all, but this is just the way it was. When we got together, they would talk, they would comment on your body size. Oh, you've gotten thin. Oh, you know, they would talk about some cousin. Oh, she's really gained some weight. Like it was just part of the conversation about talking about other people's bodies. So, and I'm sure you all can relate to this, right? Like, (laughs) you know that I'm not making this shit up. So by the time you get to adulthood, you adapt these types of thoughts, right? Like, unless you have had some sort of specialized training about not how not to do this, this is very common for, for women to carry around with them, right? So when you're walking in the mall or shopping or out to eat and you see somebody or a woman that looks a little bit different than our standardized American norm of that thin, put-together, polished, white look, we have a lot of thoughts about how people look and how they dress, right? They shouldn't wear that. They're too big for that. Oh, they need to pull up their pants. Those clothes are too tight. 
They should, how can they breathe? Those shoes are too crazy. I can't believe that they would wear that. Oh my gosh, look at them. They should be ashamed of themselves. All of these types of thoughts. This is unconscious bias, okay? You're not really aware that this is happening. These are just some like thoughts running wild in your brain, okay? I wasn't really aware of this until recently as well, okay? Especially when I'm analyzing how I think about my body, how my clients think about their body. We first have to look at why we think these thoughts, okay? And it's because our society has told us that this is the way it is, especially around women and their bodies. You know, if you look back into women's history, you we have been told all sorts of things, right? Style trends and um, how to dress, like if you're an apple shape or a pear shape, you should wear these certain things, you know? Um, you know, back in like early, early century times, you know, and Chinese women had to bind their feet to be um, worthy or valuable to their future husbands. I mean, there's all sorts of crazy things there, right? So we've always had it. It's always been there. And I'm guessing it's never going to go away. (laughs) But what will help is us being aware of our own unconscious biases, okay? And once you can get aware of them, then you can change them. But it starts with awareness. So the first place that you want to start looking at is just notice to start being conscious is to start noticing what you think of other people, other women's bodies. Just notice what you think when you go to the grocery store. Just think when you go to the beach, when you go on vacation, when you go out to eat. You measure people up when they walk by. Don't deny it. (laughs) Don't be like, I don't do that. It's bullshit. You do. Right? We all do it. It's a normal thing. Okay, and I'm not saying that we should, but I just don't want you all to be in denial about this, what's going on in the world. And then what gets us into trouble is when we stop, we try to lose weight or we try to stop over drinking or we try to do something different like that. When it comes to like our personal goals in that kind of area, we get on the scale and we don't like that number and we think I'm fat. I'm too big. I shouldn't be this size. What's wrong with me? Are you guys following me here? So it invades our brain space. And then we apply those same thoughts that we have about other people to ourselves. Okay? You guys following me here? So it's invasive. Not only are you thinking about other people and how they shouldn't look and how they should dress their bodies and they should lose weight or they should just exercise more or eat less or whatever it is, right? Like, I used to think that about people that were overweight when I was probably in high school or college. Well, they just just eat less. Why don't they just stop eating? Right? (laughs) Why don't they just stop drinking? Why don't they care about themselves? Yeah, I didn't know I was thinking that stuff, right? And then when it came to my own life and losing weight and stopping over drinking, I had the same freaking thoughts about myself. This is unconscious bias, okay? So it's just like you can't help but think some of this stuff based on our society that we live in, okay? And when you think that about yourself, because you're so used to thinking about other people, you don't challenge those thoughts. You don't question them. You think that we should think that way, that we are fat, that we are overweight, that we shouldn't wear tight clothes, that we shouldn't wear a two-piece bathing suit on the sea if we have belly rolls, that we shouldn't wear a pencil skirt because it, you know, we might have a, a fat roll in front of our stomach. Okay? I know you guys all resonate with that. I know you, know you don't think I'm crazy here. Okay? And when we think those thoughts about ourselves, 
we feel bad about ourselves. And what do we do when we feel bad about ourselves? We try to restrict. We go on some crazy ass diet. We say, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm gonna go on a fast, I'm gonna go take a pill, I'm gonna go sign up for some diet program, right? And we basically punish ourselves based on these sentences that we have in our brain. And then we try that, we might get a little successful, but it doesn't work because we'll always find something wrong with ourselves. And then we say, oh, I'm so sick of feeling this way, screw it. And then we go back to eating and drinking all the things. You guys following me here? So do you see the impact of that it has on ourselves and our society when you do that? So when you're not, so when you are doing that, when you are in that place of saying these things about yourself, to yourself, about your body, about your size, about your drinking habit, and you feel bad, and then you go in and you restrict and you obsess and you get down on yourselves and you ruminate, what you're not doing is showing up in your true authentic self and creating bigger impact in the world. You're not out there putting yourself up for the next promotion. You're not thinking about how you can help your daughter or your son or your brother or your sister or your parents through something. You're thinking about changing the way you look because of the way our society has told us we think that we should look. Are you following me along here? The If you think about the power that we have as collectively as women and how often we do this, it's a problem. We spend so much time thinking about this and beating ourselves up about it and punishing ourselves about it. We could have all done so many more things in the world, right? Started our own businesses, writing a book, writing a book, running a marathon, whatever it is that you haven't done that you've thought about doing doesn't get done because of this type of stuff, all right? All right. So I just want you to get aware of that, right? <laughs> the impact of this unconscious bias and about your body and other people's bodies is huge in your daily life and the results that you have in your life. The second part I want to talk about is taking on what other people say about you or your body, all right? So I'm going to give you an example here, and I'm going to tell you a story about this when I was a kid. So I tell my clients all the time, just because somebody says something to you doesn't mean that you need to believe what they say, um, own what they say, or take it on as the truth, right? Other people's words that come out of their mouth are just their thoughts that are just sentences in their head, just like you have sentences in your head that aren't the truth either, <laughs> right? Okay, so when I was probably 12, maybe 13 years old, probably 12. I, I really don't remember. I was in middle school. My dad came home from work one day. It was in the middle of winter. And he looked at me. And the first thing he says, you're getting as big as your mother. Go out there and shovel snow. That's That was the sentence. You're getting to be as big as your mother. Go out there and shovel snow. And, you know, I, you can imagine how that felt, right? And I felt ashamed, and I just went out there, and I was shoveling snow. It was terrible weather. This we lived, we lived outside of Chicago. It was wet, heavy snow. I was out there shoveling, you know, out by our. We had dog kennels outside, and I just felt like a piece of shit, you know. And I was like, "Yep, it's true. I'm fat. I suck. Here I am out here shoveling snow because I need to burn some of this off." Now, this wasn't the first time that I had been told that I was overweight, okay? I was probably eight when my parents decided that my sister and I needed to do Nancy Reagan 
cardio workouts before school in the morning. Before I went to like third grade, y'all. Third grade. Third grade. I had to start exercising because we were chubby. Or I was chubby. I don't remember my sister being chubby, but I was definitely chubby. (laughs) You know, like that wasn't the first time. So this was a theme that I remember being told about my body and it not being normal and fitting in and that I needed to do something about it. Okay. And so that carried on. Like I, you know, I don't remember, I remember doing slim fast and some diets at that point. Um, And then I got to college and I had this other thought because I weighed 175 pounds in college. And I remember stepping on the scale, learning that I weighed 175 pounds. At that point, I definitely, like, there wasn't scales around everywhere. I wasn't weighing myself on a regular basis. But I think it was at my grandparents' house. I stepped on the scale that said 175 pounds. And my thought was, I'm as big as my dad. And I I shouldn't be. I shouldn't weigh this. And cue another diet and another restriction coming in. That's when I signed up for Metafast. Metafast is a like a shake, uh, prepackaged meal, supplement type thing that promises really fast weight loss if you just drink these powdered mixes and take these pills. And I did that. It was in college. And I did. I lost like 20 pounds. was feeling super awesome about myself. But I remember also being in college and like getting ready to go out dancing with some friends at a bar and sitting there and eating a salad out of like a coffee cup y'all it's not okay (laughs) it's not okay I was not eating food because I had that thought I shouldn't be as big as my dad because I stepped on the scale and I weighed 175 pounds this is also a part of having an unconscious bias I believed what somebody else told me about my body and I didn't know it And I made decisions in my life based on somebody else's belief about me, okay? You've adapted these societal beliefs. Somebody has said something about your body. You've been told something about your body. You then start believing what they say is the truth, and you adopt those beliefs as your own. And you carry them with you for a long time until you become aware of these types of biases that you have against yourself and other women, okay? And that makes a big impact in how we show up. I should not have been on Metafast diets in college. I should have been out there dancing and having fun with my friends, and I was before I had that one thought in my brain that was planted there from my dad who, God loves him, didn't know any better. And I don't blame him for any of that or my parents for the diet stuff at all. They were also taught how to do that. Their society, the one that they grew up in and their parents grew up in, taught them that. Okay? It's invasive. It goes very far back and very deep, and it has a lasting impact. So the third part about this podcast is how to undo these unconscious biases that we have about our bodies so that we can move past them. And if you want to lose weight, you can do it in a loving, nurturing, healthy way. If you want to stop drinking, you can do it in a loving, nurturing, healthy way that feels good, that you'll want to honor the amazing, beautiful person and body that you have. Okay. So the first step is when you're out in public, look around, start noticing your automatic thoughts that you have about other people in the world. 
that look different than from the the picture of beauty that we've been told is the truth okay you know what that picture of beauty looks like you probably have an image of it in your head right now when you go out into public or you see things on social media or in the movies right we're told that this is beautiful and if you don't measure up to that then there's something wrong with you and so our whole mission in life is to look like that jesus it's just like a, the biggest waste of our human potential, especially as women, that there ever was. Okay? So just start getting aware from love. Don't do it because you feel like that you've done something wrong. You have None of you have done anything wrong. Okay? I'm still noticing my own unconscious biases about this. And I'm just approaching it with curiosity and, like, love for all the people and for myself. Because I know how this has impacted my own life and how it impacts my client's life. Okay, so now I'm going out and I'm wondering, I'm like, ooh, that's interesting thought. There's that unconscious bias. <laughs> I wonder how I apply that to myself, right? That's how I want you to approach this. Do it as like a little brain experiment. Just go out and just start being aware and noticing what you think about other people's bodies, especially women, okay? And then start noticing what you think about your own body, See how those thoughts that you think about other people and how you apply those thoughts to yourself and how you don't measure up to what you think you should look like. And the impact that that has on the decisions you make from the food to eat to how much you're drinking to where you're showing up and putting yourself out there, going for the promotion, not going for the promotion, being willing to do something brave and bold, how that holds you back, okay? And then the last part of it is deciding to let these biases go. When you notice yourself thinking that, you can say, oh, that's so interesting. I don't want to think that anymore. With love and respect for your brain. Okay, don't judge it. Don't be hard on yourself to do it. You can look at how you're thinking about your body when you jump on the scale in the morning. When you put that pencil skirt on and you notice that little fold from your belly in the front. What do you want to think about that instead? That's how you change the unconscious bias. That's how you change and show up as a different energy, one with love and support and respect for all for yourself and for the other human beautiful bodies that we get to look at and experience in the world. We're not supposed to all look the same. How boring would that be? <laughs> right? You get to be yourself and your own unique, awesome person. Like that's letting these unconscious thoughts go and these biases go is so healthy. You'll be free from that judgment of others and yourself, and you'll be more open to going bigger in the world, and you will get to your goals faster if you do want to lose weight or stop over drinking. Because when you feel good about you and you feel good about other people, you do good. Your feelings drive your actions. So if you're feeling ashamed or frustrated or angry about what you look like or what the number is on the scale, you tend to go do things that aren't very loving and supportive, like starve yourself or do some crazy ass diet and that doesn't work long term because the energy behind it doesn't feel good and you won't like the results when you get there anyway and you won't have changed what you thought about yourself or your body and you'll find some other reason to be disappointed. I promise I see it all the time. All right, my friends? So choose love when you go out there and you look at the people. Choose love when you step on that scale and it will not gear you wrong. So I love you all. I believe in every single one of you listening to this podcast with so much. You don't even realize how much I think about you all and how when I put these podcasts together, make a class or record a video, it's like 
I want to tell you all the things all the time. <laughs> and um, I just, it's, it's my heart's purpose to undo some of this thinking that we have about ourselves so that you can show up as the badass that you know you are. I love you, my friends. Talk to you soon. Oh, don't forget about our Wine Free Work Week Challenge. Join me starting on Monday for four days going alcohol-free with a bunch of other women. I'm going to show you why you're over-drinking in the first place. It's going to be fun. We're going to have amazing prizes, including the grand finale prize of a brand new pair of Apple earbuds. And it's going to be fun. We have a playlist. We dance every day. I provide free live coaching. If you have not signed up for that, please click through the link in the show notes and get your name on the list. I'm going to send you an email with all the dates and times and all the details. And then this Sunday, I'm going to email you a pre-work book for the Wine Free Work Week Challenge. And we're going to take the pledge to go wine free Monday, Thursday together. And we're going to have some fun. So we'll see you there. Talk to you soon. Bye.